It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, we welcome you to another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and as we record this late Wednesday night into Thursday morning, middle of the week heading towards the weekend, boy, the Washington Redskins find a way each and every year, but it seems like this year is a little crazier uh, than normal to keep themselves on the uh, front burner of the news headlines for sure. Boy, there is a lot going on, uh, and we are going to tackle it all for you here on this particular episode because uh, it sure doesn't feel like the end of June, I can tell you that much. Um, Coming up on this particular episode, we're going to hear a couple of minutes from my recent interview with Doug Williams. It was a video interview that I did via Zoom, which you can watch the whole thing at redskinsreport.com, but we're going to let you hear a small portion of it uh, in today's episode, and then we'll play the rest of it in the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, unless things continue to explode. Also, we are going to talk about the Redskins making a decision that they should have made, quite honestly, a long time ago, but I suppose if you subscribe to the better late than never uh, methodology, Uh, then you get the results that you want as well. A DMV born and raised, now global superstar, strikes back at the Redskins about their name and moniker. We will have all of that covered for you in this particular episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Let's get to it because Wednesday, again, was an insane, an insane work and and news day uh, for the Redskins. A couple of big stories, uh, one on George Preston Marshall uh, and one on Jack Del Rio, the Redskins defensive coordinator. Let's start with Del Rio. So you probably know by now, and I have a story up, again, redskinsreport.com in case you missed it. You can check it out. Uh, This was brought to my attention by my buddy Rick Snyder, uh, who does, in full disclosure, some work for me at redskinsreport.com, as well, 106.7 The Fan and thefandc.com, as a longtime writer, editor, publisher of Warpath Magazine. Uh, I've been working with him uh, on that by subscription digitally and or uh, in print a newspaper-style magazine uh, for all coverage of the Washington Redskins. You can get it. You can still get it. I would highly suggest you get it. Um, So Rick wrote about this. I didn't see this, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, until Wednesday morning. Jack Del Rio got into a Twitter exchange with, uh, I don't even know if it's a Redskins fan, quite honestly, because uh, the tweet was basically a... Uh, inflammatory tweet uh, to kind of stir the pot about politics and who Jack Del Rio uh, 
apparently voted for in the presidential election a couple of years ago. And with, you know, the upcoming presidential election, you're going to get more of this. And with the split and the divide that the country has currently about the current president, uh, it's always, always a hot button issue, whether you're just purely in politics or when you're mixing sports and politics. So it comes to, you know, kind of fruition that Jack Del Rio on Tuesday night is on Twitter, which he certainly has been. And, you know, look, it's 2020. We can't expect coaches to never be involved in social media. They are. And, you know, some use it for just promotional purpose. Some use it just for charitable type endeavors. Some use it for different reasons. Jack Del Rio likes to send out his opinion. There is no doubt about that. He's done it before, and I'm sure, I'm guessing, he'll probably do it again. Del Rio answered a tweet by retweeting essentially the link for the tweet. His response was, I'm 100% for America. If you're not, you can kiss my A dollar sign dollar sign. You know what that stands for, right? There were a couple of other tweets, one about um, uh, the politician known as AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Again, I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to make this a political forum. You guys get enough of that. But I can't ignore when the defensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins basically tells this tweeter and essentially anybody that agrees with him to kiss his butt. I can say ass, right? Sure, absolutely. I can say it. There, I just said it. He didn't need to say it. He just put dollar sign, dollar sign. But you get the point. So I am not here to debate whether Jack Del Rio's politics are what your politics. I don't care. I don't care one ounce. He can vote for whoever he wants to vote for. Um, whether he's right, wrong, that's not for me to decide, and certainly not this forum. However, I do have to bring it up that the Redskins defensive coordinator and a former NFL head coach twice probably should not be engaging in that kind of war of words on Twitter. That's for dummies like me and maybe other colleagues of mine to do. And I've done it for years, and I've learned a hard, hard lesson. Let me be perfectly blunt. Um, There was many, 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 many times where I thought, well, just because I'm Chris Russell and because I know more than a bunch of dummies and a bunch of Twitter dopes that I could prove my point and beat my chest and make them look bad. And ultimately, they would look bad. But you know who also would look bad? Chris Russell. And I have no doubt that it cost me jobs. I have no doubt that it cost me opportunity. There is no doubt in my mind. It got under people's skin. It rubbed people the wrong way. It made me stand out for many more reasons than just my good, hard, quality work. And I know this to be true. Jack Del Rio can tweet, again, whatever he largely wants. 
when we put his tweet in context, there's nothing really he said that was horrible or really derogatory in any way, shape, or form. And let me be clear. I am not calling in any way, shape, or form for his firing, suspension, um, for him to take down his Twitter, and none of that stuff. It, the mere question is, should he have been doing it as a former NFL head coach and as a defensive coordinator for an organization that, quite honestly, is looked upon terribly? Terribly by many of its fans and certainly the outside world. This is the last thing a team like the Washington Redskins need is a defensive coordinator popping off about politics and telling people, even if they're not good people, and I don't know this person at all, the last thing they need is the defensive coordinator for the team to basically be telling people to don't let the door hit you in the ass. That, that's the last thing they need. Quite honestly, I'm just going to be straight up. I like Jack Del Rio. I like everything about him. I, you know, whether I agree with his politics or not, inconsequential. You cannot have, you cannot have your defensive coordinator essentially doing this. It's a bad look. It's an embarrassing look for the franchise. It's not a good look for Jack Del Rio. I got to be honest. It would not be a good look for Ron Rivera to do that. It would not be a good look if Jay Gruden was on Twitter and he would have done that. It's not a good look for any NFL head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, general manager, what have you, to do that. Now, even if Jack Del Rio was still just at ESPN, it probably wouldn't be a good look. But at least you say, well, he's a member of the media. He's not coaching. Here, he represents an organization that is largely hated by the free public, largely dismissed and considered a racist organization because of its moniker and its history and its past. And you have the defensive coordinator doing this. It's, again, I can't say it any other better way other than he did nothing illegal. He did nothing immoral. He did not cross any theoretical lines in terms of, again, using an offensive term. Sorry, kiss my ass is not an offensive term. It's just a bad look. That's what it is, period. Your defensive coordinator should not be doing this. And I hope somebody inside the Redskins organization, Ron Rivera, says, look, Jack, believe whatever you want to believe. Do whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say in your own household. Don't say it like this on Twitter because it's just a bad look. That's it, period. It's just a bad look. All right, when we return right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, George Preston Marshall, gone. Poof, the details, plus a portion of Doug Williams next right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell with you, brought to you today by our friends at Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar, back again. And you guys have to try a Built Bar. If you haven't already done so, we've been telling you about them for almost two months now. What are you missing? 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate-based nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, most important, low in sugar, 
low in calories, low in net carbs, high in protein, perfect meal replacement, perfect breakfast for perfect breakfast bar, perfect midday snack. How about a late night dessert option instead of that disgusting bowl of ice cream filled with sugar and carbs and all that other stuff? Mm, you don't want that. You want a Built Bar. Go right now to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. And right now they're running a special still that we've been telling you about where you can get up to 50% off if you order four boxes or more. You use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. And tell them Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, two stories we're going to hit for you right here and right now in our middle segment. And one is the Redskins, thankfully, their decision to remove any and all signage and link to their first owner. George Preston Marshall, who's been dead for 51 years. And it's taken this long to have this happen. As you may remember, over the weekend we told you about in our last episode, the Redskins decided um, way too late to retire and honor the legacy of Bobby Mitchell, number 49, retire his number, second number only uh, in the franchise's existence, and as well to rename part of FedEx Field that was named in honor of George Preston Marshall for some unbeknownst reason of mankind. Uh, they're going to name that uh, after Bobby Mitchell. Okay, that's good. Again, way, 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 way too late. A complete reaction, if we're being honest, to what is going on in our country uh, and it should have been done a long time ago it wasn't I mean that's is what it is you don't have to like that that's the reality so then we found out on Wednesday via John Kime first of ESPN and others that the Redskins were removing any signage, any representation of George Preston Marshall from Redskins Park and their mural outside the players' locker room. It was like a timeline mural. It was very well done. But they're removing that part, as they should. They're also removing him from the Ring of Fame. This is an area that the Redskins kind of specialize in. They don't retire numbers. They put everybody in the ring, and you get your name up on part of the concourse wall, 
at FedEx Field. And that's basically their way of saying, look, we're not going to retire a whole bunch of numbers, but we're going to honor you with a halftime ceremony, a pregame ceremony, whatever it might be. We're going to honor you. This way we can honor a lot of people and a lot of greats from our glory days, if you will. But we can't retire everyone's number. So we can do whatever we want in this regard. But we're not going to, we're not going to um, do the whole number retirement thing for every great player that we've had. So I kind of get that. I, I kind of do, if I'm being honest with you. Um, because... I don't think you can just retire every number in a sport where you have certain numbers, certain positions, can only wear certain numbers. You get into a very tricky landscape. Oh, like what happens if you retire Joe Theismann's number seven, which they didn't, but they just didn't give it out to anybody until uh, Dwayne Haskins came aboard. What happens if you retire Joe Theismann's number seven, but not Sonny Jurgensen's number nine? It, then you start having acrimony among, you know, alumni, and it, it is a tricky, tricky situation. In addition to dealing with the NFL's number policy and grouping, so I kind of understand why you would be very selective in that regard. Now, to be honest with you, the fact that they had only retired one number in the team's eighty-five-plus year history. That's a little absurd. That's a little bit like, really? Just one? Huh? Uh, So that made no sense. Uh, But I do understand being very selective. So they decide to retire Bobby Mitchell's number 49. Of course, he passed away in April. The Pro Football Hall of Famer isn't going to get to see this honor. His family is. Very nice worded statement from the Redskins over the weekend. I don't know why they chose to do it on a Saturday morning. Uh, Again, absurd timing, quite honestly. But what, what do you expect? Then on Wednesday, we found out, again, that they're getting rid of all of this all of the signage, all of the connections, if you will, to George Preston Marshall. Again, the right thing to do, but why now? Where was this so many years ago and so long ago? Where? Why did it take until now to get this done? They didn't just discover that George Preston Marshall was a racist and was a selective owner in terms of who he wanted on his football team, they didn't just find that out yesterday. They didn't just find that out last year. They knew this. Everyone knew it. And yet they did nothing about it until the current climate of our country, and they're getting absolutely punched in the gut and uppercut and a couple of roundhouse rights once again about the name change, and now they do this. Like, where was this decision? Where was this bravado to do the right thing five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20? You see where I'm getting at? Now, again, you describe, you subscribe to the better late than never? Sure, absolutely. Wonderful. And 
my buddy Steve Wano of the Washington uh, of the Associated Press, the Washington D.C. chapter, talked to his granddaughter, George Preston Marshall's granddaughter. She had no problem with it. She's like, I don't really care. She's like, if they think it's right, you know, if they think it's offensive, sure, take it down. Makes no difference to me. So I, I was glad that she didn't have, you know, a major problem with it. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to scrub every part, uh, you know, of your hit. Now, the Redskins have only had three owners, George Preston Marshall, Jack Kent Cook, and Dan Snyder. Well, now technically they only have two. I mean, obviously everyone knows that there's like this missing history gap here. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You don't want an organization that is already viewed because of its name and its moniker to have any more bad seeds associated with it, period, period. You can't make like it didn't happen, but you sure could make it disappear. Again, the question is, is why it took so long. But still a good move, finally, for the Washington Redskins to do something for the better good. Again, better late than never. The only problem is, as everyone knows, why so long and would you have done this if the whole world wasn't changing right before our eyes? Why didn't you do this on your own? Why didn't you realize this was bad? Why didn't you do something to help get rid of the memorial statue at RFK Stadium when you were there, when you were the tenants there. So that's that situation. Now, the other situation, we opened up with Jack Del Rio. We'll finish with a couple of minutes from Doug Williams, just a little taste for the next episode. Is this, Ali Krieger, a DMV native. She grew up here uh, in the area, of course, soccer superstar, for the U.S. women's national team. I have no idea if she's a Redskins fan or not. I I don't care. Um, She and renowned entertainer, director, actor, um, provocateur, Spike Lee, recently on Sirius XM Radio, I think this was late last week, both Allie Krieger and Spike Lee in recent days hammering the Redskins for their name and, again, their moniker. Now, you say, well, well, who cares? It, it doesn't matter. It's just, well, the difference is, is it's one thing for Mike Wise, no offense to Mike Wise, who I like, it's one thing for Mike Wise to just pound on the drum and say the Redskins should change their name. It's another thing for Mike Florio, a pro football talk to say the same thing over and over and over again. It's another thing for Peter King. But they're football people. They're media. Spike Lee is, again, whether you like him, you don't like him. I mean, everyone knows Spike Lee. Everyone knows. And when he says some of the things that he said on SiriusXM late last week, and comparing the Redskins' name to some other really offensive terms, that's not a good look for the Redskins, obviously. And it makes you perk up. It certainly did me. Why? Because I don't care what Mike Florio thinks. 
I don't necessarily care what Spike Lee thinks, but Spike Lee is much more influential with a larger section of society. And if Spike Lee says what he says, then that might, might trigger a lot of Redskins fans and, quite honestly, a lot of people in general to bang the drum even louder. And when you have celebrity influencers, it doesn't take a lot for that message, whatever the message is, to spread like wildfire. And if Spike Lee really wants to drive this hard, I'm sure he could create a significant dent in what is remaining of the Redskins fan base. He could. Not saying he will. He could. There's a difference between, again, Spike Lee and Mike Florio. And then when you have Ali Krieger, somebody who is a world-renowned soccer superstar who grew up in this area, and when she tweets on Thursday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, I should say, we are not equal until all of our communities are equal, change the name, at Redskins, at NFL, hashtag the time is now, hashtag change the name, and then comes up with a graphic with Aunt Jemima, crossed out in burgundy and gold, Confederate flag crossed out, burgundy and gold, Confederate monuments crossed out in burgundy and gold, and then Washington with a couple of asterisks in the middle of Redskins, um, again, not crossed out because it hasn't been crossed out yet. It hasn't been ended. And then the final message is changes here. The time is now, again, written in burgundy, under a gold backdrop, the message is very, very, very clear. And who isn't dead set in their ways, who maybe is straddling the fence, but maybe they like Ali Krieger, maybe they like Spike Lee. Maybe they just say, well, wait, if that person is that loud, that passionate, that extreme in their argument, maybe I'm the one that needs to join that faction. Maybe they're right. It's just something to consider. Dan Snyder is not changing the name unless he's forced to and the Supreme Court has already backed him up. I, I mean, I don't know what else you want to say. If the Supreme Court did not strike down the trademark ruling, that was the best opportunity for the name to change. Uh, you know, unless the Redskins don't win at all for the next 20 years and he just eventually, as an older gentleman, decides to be nice uh, and to do probably what's right in terms of, you know, if we're being fair, um, it's not happening. So I don't spend a lot of time on this uh, because it's not really my place, um, if I'm being totally honest with you. I, but I have no choice but to pass along the message. It is a huge national topic once again. Uh, after a couple of years of being a dormant topic. All right, when we return, just a little taste of Doug Williams uh, from my interview with him from about a week and a half ago. Just a small little taste, and then we'll play the whole thing uh, on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we're wrapping things up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Here's just a small sample of what you're going to hear in its entirety from the legendary Doug Williams on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Doug talking about Colin Kaepernick. The Kaepernick situation. You know, I always say that. Let's, let's look at this from a realistic standpoint. How long does it take to sing the national anthem? Two and a half, three minutes? Yeah, maybe a little bit less, sure. Well, a couple of weeks or so, we had a guy sit on a guy neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So, so to me, what's the biggest deal here? Is it Kaepernick kneeling because of police brutality? Or is it a man sitting on somebody's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and he loses his life? Make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast and as well the locked on podcast network we once again remind you we stand against racism and social injustice basically a lot of this episode has been dedicated to all the stories going on in that realm that's why we the hosts are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. In the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to a, an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. That's LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Again, thanks for being with us. Doug Williams in its entirety coming up on the next episode of LOR. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.